Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rob Talks podcast. And this is episode 15. Now, episode 15 is going to be quite a serious episode. And what, what do I mean by it being in a serious episode? I'm sure that you can tell from the title of this video, from the title of this podcast episode, that we are talking about suicide. And suicide is an incredibly tough topic to deal with sometimes. And so before I start anything, this is very much a trigger warning to know that I'm gonna be talking about themes that are very delicate. And for some of you may be listening, maybe this is not the podcast episode that you want to be listening to today. And so as to put it out there, if any of you who are listening, who are struggling and even feeling suicidal, then please, I implore you to contact a suicide helpline like Samaritans. There's national suicide hotlines for every country that you are in. There also, you can speak to counsel, counselors and therapists and psychologists and try and get some form of counseling. Or even better, you can speak to your GP, you can speak to your doctor and find out what would be the best option for you to help you deal with how you're feeling and help you to look after your mental health. But I know that at some point I needed to do this episode. And I know that for definite, as this podcast grows, that this topic will come up time and time again, because it is such an important topic that relates to mental health that we just like to avoid. Even saying the word suicide can sometimes feel like a swear word. It can feel like we shouldn't say it out loud. A lot of the time we always try and think of other ways of describing it in saying that somebody has killed themselves or somebody has taken their own life. And even within the context of that, I can't remember what the exact wording is, but if I believe if suicide is worded in a certain way, yeah, I believe it's in taking your own life, it can actually be put down as a criminal offence, which I do find insane as well. And so suicide is hard to talk about, but that's why we need to have podcast episodes like this. We need to have these conversations in our life. We have to talk about how we are feeling. If we are feeling suicidal, we have to talk about how we can avoid having to come to the conclusion of that suicide is the only option because that happens. That's happening right now across the world. There are, thousands of people, I suspect even more than thousands, but loads of people I'm sure who are in a dark place, who are feeling suicidal, who are feeling that the only option is to commit suicide. And we have to work out how to help people, how you can help yourself, and how we can realize that there are more ways with dealing with the situation that you're in or dealing with whatever crazy things may be going in your life that are better options than ending your own life. And so, as I've said, suicide is this massive taboo word. And I think it's something that I've always, even myself, struggled to talk about because it's something you don't want to talk about. And I remember the days back at school of where it would even be something that you would joke about because it was the only way that you felt that you could talk about it. You had to talk about it in a comical way because that was the only way that you could even fathom the idea of somebody killing themselves or somebody ending their life. And 
through my time of going through school and even going through university, I've unfortunately known people who have committed suicide, who have taken their own lives. And I've also known those who have tried as well. And it's hard. I'm going to be honest. It's hard to deal with. And suicide is one of those things of where you get asked of how do you help somebody? And a lot of the time, even my brain with all the things that I research about looking after your mental health and how you can be happy and stuff like that, as soon as suicide comes up, it becomes very difficult to know what to do because suicide is something that is so personal to every individual who is even considered doing it or who may be feeling that way. And so it is really hard to know exactly what the blanket answer, what the right answer is to try and deal with that situation. But for one thing I do know about talking about suicide is that we have to be more open about it because we've seen great strides with even within the last couple of years, I would say even within the last decade of how we are now talking more about our mental health. We're talking about our feelings. We're being a lot more open to that. Everybody has a mental health and it can be good. Some days it can be bad some other days and that we need to all help each other to look after our mental well-being and our mental health. And that's fantastic. But a lot of the time, the thing that goes awry within that conversation is talking about the potential of somebody committing suicide or even what happens when you have those thoughts in your head that you're thinking about ending your own life. How do you deal with that? So many times we're talking about how you deal with depression, how you deal with anxiety, how you deal with uh, imposter syndrome, how you deal with eating disorders, loads of different areas of mental illnesses and even mild disorders with your own mental health and mild problems with your mental health that you may be struggling with. But we always avoid suicide because we don't want to think about it. It's always this thing of that it's the last resort. It's the last possible thing that the person may be thinking about. And so I thought that I would allow this podcast episode to also be an opportunity to open up about partially within my own life of where I've maybe gone to that sort of place. And I'm sure that you can probably work out very quickly from the videos I've posted recently of why that may be. But I remember very much after being diagnosed with testicular cancer and then having to go through the surgery, I went through a period of where basically after the surgery, I was unable to walk and I was struggling to move and I needed help with basically every single thing I wanted to do. And it was embarrassing in particular, like even to the point of that you need help in going to the toilet, you need help in going to bed, you need help in getting food in just going through things that would seem so normal, such normal day-to-day things that Rob could normally do, but I couldn't at the time. And it just felt trash, to be honest. It felt terrible. And so consequently that made me go into this, I always speak about as like a spiral, it felt as being feeling depressed and that I really felt by the end of that week, I'd really hit rock bottom. I didn't think that life could get any worse than this because one of the biggest things that is about me is that I feel as though my way of being expressive and my way of 
letting out who I am and the, doing the things I want to do is very active. I'm always a very active person. I like to be moving. I like to be playing sports. I like to be going outside. I like to feel as though I'm active and doing things rather than maybe more of a relaxed kind of lifestyle, if that makes sense. And so consequently, when you're unable to move and you're really an action oriented person, it made me feel as though I had no life left. And I never fully properly attempted, I would say, suicide, but I very much had suicidal thoughts and very much had suicidal feelings, at least for what I would define them to be for myself, in terms of that I looked at the way that my life was going and thought that it wasn't going to get any better. And so that that was the better option, just to end it there and then. And the reasoning of why I didn't is because, for one, I had this first thought that kind of kept coming around in my head of that I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. My confidence at that point in my life was so low. My self-confidence was so low in who I was. I didn't even have the confidence that I could follow through with such an action. I also, as my second thought, just thought about my family and my friends and those around me. And not to be kind of narcissistic or selfish in any way, but my thoughts was, what would life be like for them without me there? How would it be? And when I simulated it in my head, when I thought about it, I felt like life surely would be worse off for them. And that if anything, by me ending my life, I would be causing them more pain and suffering than they'd been going through anyway with dealing with the fact that I had cancer at the time. And so in the end, I realized that it wasn't the right option. I eventually got from the bottom of this pit of feeling so depressed and anxious of them realizing, no, I can do something about this. And I always say that the biggest thing that I ever did was talk. I just needed to talk to people. And people would ask, what can we do to help you, Rob? Like, how can we help you? I just needed people to listen. And once people listened and I was able to speak about how I was feeling and what I was going through, it just made it so much easier to work out what I could do. Humans do this amazing thing, which I always find very funny. And I find I feel like I do this myself, even with this podcast, that humans are amazing at, at most times in giving advice and helping others. But we're not so good at when it comes to helping ourselves. So I could easily have been in my friend's position and gone, yeah, Rob, you should do this. You should talk to this person. You should do X, Y, Z. But at the time when I was actually going through these feelings and these thoughts, I didn't know what to do. And I felt very lost. Now in me opening up about my experience, I hope that that at least allows maybe some listeners or some people out there to relate in a way in that I'm talking about suicide in this episode, not because it's a topic that just needs to be talked about. It's because I've been there. I've been at that point of where it feels like there's no point in living anymore. And I know how it feels. 
And so that's why I just stress so importantly that if you are feeling like that, you have to go and speak to somebody. You have to go to a doctor. You have to go to a counselor. You have to speak to your family, friends, get other people as well within your support group. Or even it can be people that you don't even know, but you feel like you can trust to help you get out of that hole of where you are. Because... I genuinely think for somebody to do that entirely by themselves, for somebody to do that entirely by themselves alone to get out of that is so hard and takes so much energy out of you and is so tiring that you genuinely, I would genuinely think it would take such a long time to get out of that. So you need others to support you. You need your tribe. You need others to connect with you and to help you to get out of that. And so that is my experience. And as I say, I hope some people can, unfortunately, in the circumstance of this, relate, but understand that also that your kind of feelings of where you've maybe been in that place before, or if it ever does happen to you, it's okay if it's different. And it's okay if it's worse or better. I don't know how you would judge it or view my experience in comparison to yours, but it's okay if it is different because everybody's experience when you get into this space is entirely different. And so kind of when I think about people's experiences and even those around me who have unfortunately taken their lives or have nearly taken their lives, it's always a question that I beg to ask in my head, and I'm sure so many of you do, is why does suicide happen? And again, it's a very personal thing, but a lot of the time it's because we get trapped into a box or a bubble. That's the way I like to envisage it. And what happens is, is that once we're in that bubble or we're in that box, we're kind of we focus so much on the negative and we focus so much on what is going wrong in our lives or what is going wrong around us. And that's when you start to hear phrases of that nobody loves me, of that nobody cares or that I have no future. And you, you get a lot of this negativity. And of course, the, the great optimistic kind of view or mindset is that you would go, oh, just pull yourself together. Come on, you're going to be fine. Just change your perspective, change your mindset and you'll be fine. But it's one of the hardest things to do, man. When you're in that box, it is so, so hard to get out of that box and out of that bubble to then feel different and to feel as though you are gaining traction, that you aren't feeling suicidal anymore and that you are going on towards more of where you feel as though you're living a happy and content and fulfilling life. It's hard. And this is why I then think about in terms of the question of how to prevent suicide in that it has to be something that is more than just us. So I think there is a massive angle, in, a massive area in terms of thinking about of how we ourselves can look after our mental health or how we can look after our mental well-being and do things like journaling, do things like mindfulness or meditation or whatever it is that works for you. They're mainly things that work for me. Exercise, massive way for me to allow myself to express myself and to use breathing and use just this way of building up adrenaline to really get all this negativity out of my system and to get it out of my brain. That's why I do that. But it has to be whatever works for you. But at the same time, 
I think this is a message that even myself, I have neglected before myself, is how important the tribalism of humans and the connection of humans is to us. And that's why I think my message previously, I think sometimes has always been that if you are feeling suicidal, then you need to take action. And yes, you do. But it's also one of the hardest things to possibly do. That's why it matters more than just you taking action. You need your friends to take action. Or even yourself as seeing somebody else who may be feeling that way. You as a friend need to take action. You need to talk to somebody. You need to chat with your friend who may be feeling like that or even in most cases with suicide unfortunately is that we don't realize that somebody is feeling that way because they will hide it they will mask it because it's embarrassing it, you don't want to be branded about saying i'm struggling with my mental health i'm feeling like this i'm feeling really crap today you don't want to be brandishing that about and so you feel embarrassed you put a mask on you cover up how you're actually feeling and you don't tell your friends you don't even tell your family you don't tell your loved ones and that's why as your role as being that friend of being part of the support group you have to ask how your friends are feeling and this is a very simple thing and i feel like people don't always take it as seriously as they should but it can be something as simple as asking, are you okay? No, seriously, are you okay? How are you feeling? Not asking once and letting it brush past because everybody says I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm all right. Eh, today's been tricky, I'm all right. They always highlight, at least within the kind of cultures of kind of Britain and within the Western world, it depends also within what communities and culture you kind of come from. But a lot of the time, at least within Britain, it's very much you just say you're fine, you're all right. You maybe hint at the fact that you are struggling with something, but you don't pursue it further. That's why you have to ask twice. Are you all right? Come on. Are you all right? How are you doing? And once you ask twice, you can then at least delve into a deeper conversation and actually understanding how people are feeling. And you can actually help the person, your friend, your partner, whoever it may be, to process what they are going through. And that's why talking is so important. And that's why there is a big angle also that we forget sometimes that we have to take action in some ways. So a lot of the time people talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But then we find no form of resolution. We, know we don't find any form of solution to what we actually then want to do next. That's when the, the talking then has to lead somewhere. Does it lead to you going and saying, you know what, I'll try counseling. I'll see how it is. I'll go see a therapist and see what that does for me. Or does it go to, I'll go to the doctor and get their opinion or get a second opinion, whatever it may be. What is it that you're going to do that's going to potentially work for you? And really, I would also say this happened for me as well. Don't think that the first solution that you go for is always going to work because so many times it, because you're just not in a great space anyway, you then think, right, I need this magical pill or you need this magical therapy that's just going to work first time and you're going to feel great. You're going to feel amazing, but that's not always the case. 
Sometimes you have to go and see several therapists. Sometimes you have to go to the doctor several times. Sometimes you have to try different solutions to try and see what actually works for you. And so very much within the case of prevention, I think I just want to hit on this point again. We have to understand that the action of somebody taking their own life and the kind of situation if you were to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who would potentially do that, we have to understand that it's actually incredibly hard to see. Because too many times we assume that the person who is going to take their life is always the person who is sad, who is being negative, who is staying out of the group chat, is not replying on social media, is not coming to group events, is staying at home. And maybe that is the case. Maybe they are feeling suicidal. Maybe they are feeling depressed. But there are also others who may be coming to all those group events, who may be smiling all the time, who may seem as though that life is going great right now. But they may have an even higher chance of doing that. And there's also an angle to do with the percentage chance of you actually committing suicide is also related to our education. And I'm not meaning education in terms of how clever you are at maths or how clever you are at English or science or whatever. It's our education of understanding our mental health and our mental well-being. One of the biggest reasons why so many people, and this massively even happens within the male statistics as male suicide, especially for young adults, is so high at the moment. A lot of it happens because of a lack of education as well. And this isn't me kind of saying, you must subscribe, you need to do this, you, you need to go and read every single website article written by mind or something like that. You just have to educate yourself a little bit to understand what actually is mental health, what actually is mental well-being, so that you understand why you feel a certain way, why you may be feeling a certain way because of X, Y, Z happening in your life. And once you understand that, that dramatically decreases actually your chance of committing suicide because you actually understand why, or at least you understand a bit of why. And you understand a little bit of how you can help yourself and take action to look after yourself and to look after your mental health. And so lastly, if you are feeling like, again, I'm going to say it again because it needs to be said again. If you are struggling, if you are feeling suicidal, if you are feeling depressed, please see a GP, see a doctor, maybe try counseling, try therapy. And even if you can, or if you want to, you can call a suicide hotline. I will tell you now I've called them before and they are so helpful in terms of helping you to process the situation that you're going through and helping you to process what may be going on in your head and how you are feeling right now. So please, if you are feeling that way, please take action. And if you think that maybe your friends are feeling that way or somebody within your support group, somebody that you know well or maybe not even that well, if you think that that may be how they are feeling, then please, I implore you 
to talk to them about it. I know it's awkward. I know that this topic is tabooish and it feels like a swear word as you're trying to say the word suicide. But we have to talk about it. And we have to be open about it. And we have to remember that, unfortunately, anybody can do this. And so anybody can take their own life. And so we have to look after one another. We have to make sure that we support one another. That's why within even, even within a previous episode, I spoke about so much to do with prioritizing what you love. In that you have to prioritize that you're going to look after the loved ones in your life because it goes both ways. You talk to your parents, you talk to your brother, or your sister, you talk to your friends and they'll talk to you as well because they care about you as much as you care about them. It may not always seem like it and it may always feel as though you deserve to have presents every month because of how much you love them or how much they should be loving you. The truth is people do love you and there are people out there who love you and want to support you throughout your life. That's how we are as humans. We're tribal. We love one another and we love one another no matter your race, colour, your skin, your gender, whoever you may be, there is always somebody out there who loves you. So please, I hope that you've taken something from this podcast episode. And please just, if there's anything you take away, particularly from this episode, is that you need to talk about suicide at some point. And especially if you're feeling that kind of way, you need to talk about it. We need to keep this conversation open and we need to keep this conversation going. You have been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And please, I will leave links in the description below for helplines and for mental health charities that you can contact for if you do need any help right now. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. You have just been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening and please make sure to subscribe and give me a follow on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, or even LinkedIn. And I will speak with you soon. Stay safe and have a great week.